It was inevitable that, as soon as Hell created their new breed of elite soldiers, Heaven would begin working on some of their own, created for a very specific purpose. Then, God gave us a name, one that signaled that purpose. Anti-Spawn. Others would call us Redeemers. Good evening and welcome to the Malbowls. This is Regarding Spawn, the world's best Spawn podcast. I'm your co-host, John Fisher. And I am your co-host, David Williams. Uh, and sorry about that, Johnny, but this little puppy right here, you see this little puppy? Yes. She will only eat her food if she's locked away and everybody else tries to get her food. Um, and then uh, you gotta let her out eventually, so... For some reason, he's a little puppy. Like being in a box all day. Uh, but yes, yes. Oh my goodness, we're talking spawn. We did a whoopsie last week, Johnny. What do we do? I shouldn't have opened Redeemer last week. I know. <laughs> However, since I mean, since he's here, he's gonna be our uh, guardian angel this week. Oh, you got the Redeemer gonna, figure out. Nice, he's gonna, he's looking gonna good. Watch over us. I'm gonna set him on my monitor here, so it looks like he's floating. Ah, he's protecting, he's protecting the sacred audio stream. He better. He's saying, this recording will not be defiled. That's all we can do. He can fight away that chatter. (laughs) If only. Oh, man. Imagine, imagine if that's what it takes to get rid of the, the random bursts of conversations that we get. It's very fun. (laughs) <laughs> the closest thing so, I've found to a fix of it online is you gotta take your you gotta take your microphone apart, remove something, solder something else to something else, and then just put it all back together and hope it works. And uh, no, nah, I'm not I, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah, that's intense. This <laughs> is just like it just randomly picks up these radio signals. Huh? Yeah, it just randomly does. Apparently it happens a lot with like radio stations cuz there are a lot of people that get like the local Christian station on their their home recorded music. But really? never never anybody I've talked to with the CB chatter. Yeah, I, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe I'm special. Maybe these are the uh the heavenly voices that I am supposed to be listening to, Johnny. It's Maybe my so. it's my calling and I'm missing out on it. I'm like, why is this why is this so annoying? <laughs> what do you think, little puppy? Yes, there's a lot of heavenly chatter. Uh, this is too this is like many episodes recently we started with pet talk. <laughs> I mean it's kinda hard for me to not start with pet talk. It's true. I had to lock the cat out. She, like I said before, she gets very interested when I come in here. Yeah, yeah. Much like Logan's cats who gotta smell the coffee. Gotta smell, smell the coffee. Don't drink it, just smell it. And then maybe knock it on the floor. Yes, we do have a heavenly issue of Spawn, and welcome to Regarding Spawn, where each week we bring you two issues from Spawn's universe, Mm -hmm. except when we don't. Mm -hmm. And this week, we are doing two issues of a classic mainline Spawn and a more modern Scorch. They're both excellent. I loved this Scorch. I love John Lehman. He's doing a very good job. I love him. Yeah. As a human man. No, I'm kidding. I don't know him. But... His two issues of Scorched have been 
some of the best scorched we've gotten. I oh, think they're so. so they're so good. They're so good. You can tell this dude's uh, written a comic book or two in his time and knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, and like just like okay, let's go, and just like picks right up where yeah. Sean Lewis left off and just rolls with it. Oh, yeah, but we'll get there because first we have three twenty nine, which is a very special issue. Mm-hmm. For the podcast, and how? because this is the issue before the the first modern issue we covered on like the first episode. The very first episode, episode one was Spawn number one and Spawn three thirty. Yep, Man. and it's nigh on unlistable now, so don't go <laughs> listen to it, please. We figured for the first, um, we do number one, of Definitely. course, the classic. Yep, and. Oh, now I'm forgetting the other number. It's uh three thirty. It's the one that came out last week. Three thirty. I mean, you could try. Yeah, you... I mean, what else are you gonna do for two hours? Yeah, that's true. I mean, our... It was probably like five hours. It was our first episode. <laughs> we didn't know what we were doing. Our, ep- our episodes were longer and less l- less pleasant. A lot what? less pleasant. That was my fault. No, that's yeah. I mean, we were learning. That was that was our whole thing, Johnny. We're learning. We're doing. We're doing by doing. That's what we're you doing. You gotta do it. We're like the we're like the Todd father, you know, in his recent interview with comicbook.com about the Spawn movie. Whether the actual institutions in Hollywood want to move forward with Spawn or not, Spawn is getting made, dang it. Yep. Yeah. So the... He's doing it. He, he might yeah, I heard that. Then you might do uh maybe we could back it. Because <laughs> cool. if he does backers. individual backers. Yeah. Maybe. That would be awesome. Throw a couple thousand bucks at the Spawn movie. Get a... Get our names on the credits. The producer list is just like <laughs> produced by Respawn, the Spawn Hunter, Petru Spawn, Spawn uh, Safari, Spawn World, Spawn World Trent. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. That would be great. If the executive producer list is like just scrolls, <laughs> it's just like some guy Todd met outside of the Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but on the extended editions of Lord of the Rings, they put if you're in the Lord of the Rings fan club, you got your name in the credits. Oh, I didn't know that. The credits were so long oh, because man. of that. I I mean that was before I was trained to sit through the the credits. Now my dad, my dad always would sit through the credits, so it was always painful going to the movies with him because you couldn't leave until he was finished watching the credits. So at least at least it gave you a chance to go pee before you had to pile in the car. I like to watch the credits. Yeah, I mean, now now I appreciate what's happening because without all of those people, these movies wouldn't happen. Um, I just like the music sometimes, and it kind of take, lets you sit there for a second and reflect. Yeah. It's kind of actually jarring now watching the Godzilla movies where all the credits are up front. <laughs> and then yeah, as, then it's just like, the end. And then, and then as soon as Godzilla walks away into the ocean, it just cuts to the Pluto music. And it's like, wait, what? No credits? Oh, oh that's right. It's old movie. <laughs> well, that's why they were called trailers, because that's where the stuff used to come was at the end of the movie. So that, that's what would kind of lo- like lull you out of the movie. Now it's the credits. They're called trailers because they trailed the movie. <laughs> <laughs> they got trailers because that's what they required in their contract. I'll be in my trailer. I'll be in my trailer. But yeah, so Spawn 329 mm-hmm. is first up. Yes, indeed. Today. It was the issue before our very first issue mm-hmm. that we ever covered on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And we, we hemmed and hawed about where we should start, but uh, decided that 330 
sounded like a nice round enough number and enough stuff was coming together that that's where we should start. So and that started that was our goal. The modern issues, which is good because it keeps us in the conversation. Yeah, it does. It keeps us it, uh, like I like to say, it keeps us honest. We have to buy the new issues in order to cover them. So. No. It's true. We agree with supporting your local comic book shop and the comic book artists and creators that you enjoy. Especially at two ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, you're you're doing yourself a disservice not picking up a two ninety nine book. Are there any other ones? It's just Saga and this, right? Saga's two ninety nine? Ooh, I didn't know. I, I only buy it Saga in the trades. Yeah, I just I only bought a few floppies, but it's it was and that was the reason why I just picked it up randomly because mm-hmm. it was two ninety nine. Nice. Yeah, because most everything else is Unless it's like a special dollar, because every once in a while everybody will put out like old number ones at a dollar. Yeah. So. Yeah. Can't beat it. Can't, Can't beat, beat it. it but we're not talking two ninety nine. We're talking three twenty nine. Three twenty nine. Yeah. Can you imagine if they they went to a system where you had to pay what the number of the issue was in pennies in order to buy it? <laughs> And you had pennies. to you had to go buy the historical numbering, so so all of these new number ones for Batman would be invalidated. You'd have to pay like eight dollars a Batman issue. <laughs> That'd be wild. That would be wild. Someone hit a thousand something recently. Um, somebody maybe did. Wonder Woman, maybe Superman. So I think Superman hit it a while ago. Oh no, Superman's only at eight fifty. I think. Maybe nothing hit a thousand. Maybe something Bat- hit eight hundred. Batman hit a thousand a couple years ago, I think. Oh really? Maybe Wonder Woman. Spider Man hit it a very long time ago. I think I think yeah. it was Batman a couple years ago. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Spawn will get there. Oh yeah. I mean, they call it out the halfway to the mark of the beast. Whether you want it or not. So Johnny Can we know the math? Will we be alive when Spawn six 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 comes out? Uh yeah, it'll be another thirty years, so as long Hopefully as we'll be alive. as long as we don't you know succumb to hard living, we'll be we'll yeah. Make it. We'll, I don't know. We'll just make it. We'll just make it. Oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's so wild to think about. I don't think I don't think we we hazard a guess of whether the Todd father would still be there. Oh. <laughs> so that let's uh on that note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's sad note. Let's get into it. So it's three twenty nines from May twenty twenty two. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I remember it well. And like always, we got to cover the covers. We got to cover the covers. I've got some extra covers here. Nice. Nice. Well, Johnny, it's one of those. I bet I know what you have. <laughs> okay. Okay. Enlighten me. Which one do I have? Uh, you, have the bl- uh, you have the blank one, <laughs> I, don't you? I have the blank cover. <laughs> Woo, look at it. Oh, it's it's it looks like outside right now because it just snowed in Chicago. It so, did. Yield blank cover. <laughs> I got this Francesco Mattina. Ooh, ooh, that black and white with just the green eyes. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, pretty cool. Mattina does great, great covers. I don't know if it's supposed to be pixelated or like they used the wrong image file. <laughs> it's a little pixelated. I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, Johnny. It could be like a style thing too. It could be. Is it? Does it look like he's busting out of a computer or something? Because I remember <laughs> no that that one uh, that Matina did of him basically being the old school action figure coming to life. It took me a while to figure out that's what's, what was going on, but then when I realized, I was like, oh, oh that one was dope. cool, yeah, that's dope. Where he's coming out of the packaging, yeah, because maybe he's coming out of Spawn the game for Dreamcast. I just saw a trailer for that that Spawn Archives posted. On. Oh, nice! Spawn Hunter just posted a. His collection of Spawn video games as well. Yeah, we need a new Spawn game. Yeah, we do. And not just Mortal Kombat. 
No, we need an open world spawn GTA. I mean, Johnny, this section of the Roy McConville run gives you all the characters you need. <laughs> it's true. And then the B cover mm. is by Kevin Keen. Quite Keen. And it's pretty appropriate because there's a Redeemer in Spawn. Woo! Very nice. Look at that. It's actually appropriate. Nice. And they're fighting in front of the full moon. They're just in front of the full moon, like, looking at each other. I don't even know if they're fighting, but they're about, maybe about to. All right, Johnny, it's Spawn and a Redeemer. Of course they're about to fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's re it's Redeemer, though. Re yeah. It's, like, capital R Redeemer, and he's yeah. he, they're, they're friends. Yeah, no, Mr. Mr. Blind, we don't know his name yet. Yep. He tried to tell us, but then, like, some demons busted into the yeah. bar. Yeah, we got a, it's a cliffhanger. 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 We'll see. We'll see how long it takes Mr. Layman to get to us. And then, of course, I have the blank cover as well. Yay! Because whenever I just told him to sign me up for all the spawn. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Um. So I guess we're gonna crack it open and do the credits. Yeah. Maybe. Only if we want to read the goodness that is in here. So Roy McConville's on script plot. Mm-hmm. Hitting his stride here. Oh yeah. His, his run. And Carlo Barberi's on art. Mm -hmm. The Todd Father's doing additional script, too. So. Oh, shit. I, oh, my God. I skipped over the Todd Father. <laughs> How could you? First, you were like, oh, he's going to be dead in 30 years. And, then... <laughs> and so now he's dead to you already? <laughs> yeah, I'm just skipping. Well, it's just too sad. <laughs> the only way to keep from being sad is to just pretend he doesn't exist already. And then you can <laughs> be like, oh, he died? I thought he died like 12 years ago. Oh, I thought it already it's, happened. That's that's the worst when these celebrities die. And you're like, oh, he was still alive? Oh. Oh, well, not now, but... <laughs> yeah. Tom Wojciechowski mm -hmm. on lettering. I'd like to wonder if he's going to do the lettering for 666. Honestly, he probably will stick, He'll <laughs> probably still be around. He'll just be one of those tough old dudes that just that nobody can ever get rid of him. He just walks into the office every day and they're like, what are you still doing here? And he's just like, I got work. <laughs> I got a letter. <laughs> <laughs> J. David Ramos on colors. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We already covered the cover artist. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Todd McFarland is creative director, and Thomas Healy is editor in chief. Indeed, he is. Ooh, we get a nice juicy previously in Spawn this time. Yeah, we do. Previously in Spawn, Forsaken has had enough of false promises. He's on a rampage to earn back his seat at the side of the Almighty. Meanwhile, unbeknownst to Spawn, Jim Downing is one step closer to gaining the allies he needs to challenge Al's leadership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indeed he is. And we know he's going to. We open on... We open on the opening reading. We open on the opening reading. Yeah. We're doing some creative theft here, Johnny. We determined it was an appropriate enough place for Rory McConville to begin this issue, so why not, why not just steal it? It's a good opening. It's a real good opening. Yeah. Man, and we got this image of, of a man burning. Look at that guy. Look at that there guy. he got his dick burned off. <laughs> so is this the first anti-spawn? Or is this... I'm going to assume this is the first anti-spawn since they reference elemental fire later on. Yeah, it's got to be. Man. It's, uh, that would suck. It's it's a human torch cosplay gone. Very wrong. <laughs> yeah. They're kind of like pink flames. Yeah. Real good. Cool. I like how it gets, uh, like, the focus gets fuzzy around here. Just like, ah, no, it's, it's burning up. You don't need to pay attention to that. It's real good. And then, you know, sort of uh, the history of the anti-spawn slash redeemer. And all of these guys, Johnny, I need action figures of these three guys. I know. They got they got the bone redeemer. The bone redeemer. They got, like, the, the classic purple-caped anti-spawn redeemer. 
He's, mm-hmm. But he's got like a Thor hammer and one of those big, thick, chunky belts in the middle there, kind of like Centurion Spawn does. Yes. And then they got they got just the flame anti-spawn. Look at that guy. They could make that out of yellow, yellow translucent plastic and maybe put like a little LED in it so that way it lights up and it will be absolutely incredible. That would be awesome. Yeah. Reminds me of the old Human Torch figures. Yeah. I love that Bone Redeemer, though. It's pretty badass. Oh, he's so cool. He looks he looks a lot like Judge Death from Judge Dredd. He also reminds me of those wings and stuff, or just the general vibe. Do you remember those action figures called Skeleton Warriors? No, I don't. I don't from the 90s? They're just like these skeletons that were really cool. I'm going to have to look them up because, you know, there were a lot of groovy toys in the 90s. Ton of toys. I feel like... Like in a lot of new properties just in toys instead of all being based on existing properties. Right. Maybe there was a show later. Well, all the cartoons were just advertisements for the toys. But like, right. like things started from toy lines. Like the cow, Cowboys of Moo Mesa were action figures. Oh my God. And then became a video game and stuff. Oh boy. Yeah, there's quite a few of those. Oh, these guys are- Monster in my pocket. These guys are incredible. They're like skeleton He-Mans. I feel like there's not as many toys now because kids play more with apps. Yeah. I mean, there are toys that are just, like, made cheaper, and they're mainly just... I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe I'm completely wrong. They like Legos a lot. Legos have, like, taken over so much of the toy market. That, you say that, and I just scrolled up on some Lego Skeleton Warriors. <laughs> really? Yeah. But yeah, those figures are cool looking, huh? Yeah, they're they're awesome. They're incredible. Look yeah, that's kind of looks like... That's kind of what that Redeemer looks like here. That, like, a proto-Redeemer. Yeah. Yeah, and he's got he's got lots of knives. He's 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 proto gunslinger too. There, look at all those knives. Instead of pouches, he's just got a strap of knives. Oh, that's cool. His, his thigh. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. And then it collapses onto our buddy, our pal. We know him. We love him. Abel from the Bible was heaven's first attempt at a soldier, and he was also its first failure. So, a lot of a lot of baggage tied up in good old good old dark redeemer yeah i mean he did get i mean he's canonically the first person to get murdered right yes so he was the first person to go to heaven that's hilarious i I don't know about first person to go to heaven just first murder victim is enough of a laurel for him yeah because because i mean the the implication is that people were going to heaven before then because people had to have died before the first murderer oh right 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 the first special instance of a death Yeah. yeah So we got Redeemer Man here. Yeah, we get we get another nickname for him as the Forsaken again with the nicknames. <laughs> so many nicknames. He's the Forsaken, Dark Redeemer, or Abel, mm-hmm. or anti anti spawn. Anti anti spawn. <laughs> oh boy, we're gonna have to start a list, Johnny. So so we could just keep getting his background, like just his story from Redeemer, and it's real good. It's real good little bits of dialogue while Spawn and Redeemer chit chatting, Terry. Terry just like radios in and he's like, hey, hey, I found something now. One of those strange signals we're tracking. It's doing stuff. And we get to see. What... I completely forgot about this spawn, by the, the way. The Iron Man spawn? Yeah, me too. Yeah, Iron Man, like futuristic spawn. <laughs> he looks super cool. Look at that. Look at him. Yeah. <laughs> he exists for two panels. <laughs> oh, three panels. I guess, I guess three panels. He's over there. But yeah, he's super cool. Dark Redeemer. It's coming after him, and there's basically, there's a future spawn. It's getting attacked by Dark Redeemer. He's like a mech spawn. Yeah, yeah he's, he's like, like Iron a, Man like spawn. Like a pseudo, pseudo mech, pseudo Iron Man. Because it's like kind of like a cross between an Iron Man suit and a Gundam mobile fighter. Yeah. He's got like the fins sticking out of the back there. 
He's got the big beams. Everyone loves a beam. If you see that, he's got one hand that he's shooting from, and there's three distinct beams coming out of it. It's just like a battery of cannon on his arm. Whew. Yeah. Whew. Pretty cool. But he's got to be a pretty formidable dude to go against, and good old Forsaken here is just like, nah. <laughs> nope. No problem. No problem. Just kills him. Just meteorites right into him. He's like, let me show you how I killed the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> He's monologuing to this future spawn while he rips him to shreds about how his death will be noble and it will be a sacrifice to the almighty so that way he can ascend to his rightful place. I love that, I love that line, until the pile of dead hell spawn outside Heaven's Gate can't be ignored. Yeah. He's like a cat bringing home like little <laughs> mice. <laughs> to God, but he's bringing home hell spawns. It's true. I especially love just the detail of how well the Forsaken rips this spawn apart, where there's this panel that's just a screw. <laughs> a screw flying through the air, surrounded by some necroplasm. Like, he's tearing this dude down to the very bolts, Johnny. That's hilarious. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> just... <laughs> Oh, boy. And then Spawn shows up and stays Forsaken's hand with one of his hell chains. Stop it. Yeah. Forsaken doesn't like that very much. He says he only serves Lord God and his will. No other. If Spawn shows up and goes, stop it. This Ooh. Iron Man Spawn's cool. Yeah. He's like, he needs to be a, a minimum of three pages so we can get an action figure. No. <laughs> and I like how Forsaken's just like, hey, I'm glad you showed up. I was going to hunt you down anyway. Thanks for saving me the trouble. Yeah, he's like, oh, look at that. <laughs> Flash cut to Cordelia just doing the, like, I can hear the speed at which she is walking in this panel because there is somebody at work who, when they are upset, you can tell from across the floor because they wear loud shoes. And it's like, oh, oh no, oh no. <laughs> who's who's going to get it? Who's going to get it? You hear the shoes coming. That's the cadence I imagine Cordelia is walking with this moment. Saying, you got 30 seconds. Pizza dude's got 30 seconds. And Forsaken basically left Cordelia's group, who is the Exodus Foundation? Yes, the Exodus Foundation. According to that Acor one, According to the previously on, yes. According to the previously on, <laughs> on another issue. I don't know. Nobody's handed anybody a business card that says Cordelia, the Exodus Foundation. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> she's wearing like a crazy getup. Oh yeah, she's wearing like a corset and a high-collared Victorian shirt with an ascot that grows and disappears. It's missing. It's missing <laughs> in this middle part. It's just a. It's just a choker in this one, but it, it goes back to being a tie in the next panel. It's like she was mid putting on her vampire costume for a convention. For Vampire the Masquerade. And that's why she's so upset because somebody bothered her during a very strenuous moment. And she's like, I just need to get this done. <laughs> As somebody who assisted a cosplayer for many years, very few things are important enough to bother them while they are getting dressed. Just, just wait a minute. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> Thank me later. Don't bother them while they're getting dressed. And she's like, we got a rain in Redeemer. Yeah. They're still trying to figure some stuff really out. they got a rain in the Forsaken. Yeah. I mean. They call for the telepath again. Unfortunately, we don't get to see the Martian Manhunter again. But... I know. The, the alien yeah, dude. Yeah. Man, they're using that dude for everything. He's like the Swiss Army knife of aliens. <laughs> yeah, he looks like the alien or the creature on Shape of Water. Or Abe Sapien. What you're saying of. is if he shows up and spawn the movie, he'll be played by Doug Jones. Exactly. He better show up and spawn. If they don't have the <laughs> psychic guy that's in a couple issues, I'm going to be pissed. I mean, if they don't have Doug Jones in some sort of elaborate get up for the movie, they've done something wrong. 
already. That's true. Man, I love Doug Jones. And then we cut to Haunt doing what was suggested in that issue <laughs> of just, you know, gallivanting around, across the world out. trying to figure it out. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not having much luck. He right here is exhibiting the behavior of me when I play an open world RPG. Um, just like, I don't know. I, I'm not getting anywhere. I'm not getting anywhere. I'm just going to kill this guy. It doesn't even have to be an open world RPG. This is literally how I feel when I play old school Zelda. I'm just like, what the fuck am I supposed to be doing here? <laughs> I went to this place and nothing. I don't have Zelda logic in my brain. I get stuck on Zelda a lot. Yeah. I don't know why. For me, it's largely like, it's a, it's a riddle and I'm fucking terrible at riddles. Right. Seems like I would be good at riddles, but no. No, they're too obtuse for me. They're either too obtuse or too literal. They fit in that sweet spot of what my brain doesn't process. Much like Haunt hates this, I hate riddles. It's just hilarious. He's like interrogating this guy and just screams, I hate this! Yeah. <laughs> he kills him because he, he doesn't have any more information for him. He confirms the only place he can find his cure is in heaven. Yeah. It's a fun little juxtaposition of Daniel Kilgore was a priest and he's just he just murdered a whole fucking church full of people. <laughs> How, oh oh how the oh how the Kilgores have fallen. Not only not only does he get stabbed with a thousand knives, but now he's desecrating his old workplace. <laughs> Seriously. And then while he's having a little chit chat with Kurt, a mohawked dude just hiding up in the rafters decides to try <laughs> to to do a death from above attack on him. And well Well then he gets bisected yeah. by Yeah Jim by, Downing. by a beam. Another beam. Another beam. So Kurt and Daniel are talking about, like, what they're supposed to do. And Kurt's like, dude, you just got to go talk to Spawn. <laughs> and Haunt's like, ah, hell no. <laughs> Not going to do that. Not going to do that. And then, you know, Jim Downing shows up and is like, hey, hey, I think I, I think I might have a solution to your problem. I very much like the, I thought you died. And Jim Downing says, I did. Then I got better. <laughs> Haunt's just like, I don't, I don't know what that means. Are you Jesus? immediately you're like oh haunt you're a dummy but we know haunt's not a dummy and it's just like if you think about it and it's like you know what actually you know what actually what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck does i got better mean <laughs> you see all the good stubble detail on his chin there oh yeah that's almost like a full beard like one of those thin line beards <laughs> like a chin strap <laughs> yeah like a chin strap just a natural chin strap because obviously he's not shaving it that way Nope. Jim Downing's got some great hair right there. As always. We got our pundits. A very nice little pundits page here. It's a nice little callback to the previous issue. Yeah, with Nathan Murrow. Is that the... Hold on. That's the friend that booped into... That's the friend that turned into... So that was the friend and not the guy that Brock said was the original? Okay, yeah. This is the guy that, he, like, basically the gumshoe spawn... Yeah, okay. Elliot, Elliot Cooper was there. Gumshoe spawn gets shot in the head. And okay, And he's yeah. like... Yeah, and so and the friend of Bobby, I forgot to I forgot to look it up, and I guess he does run away. I I for some yeah, reason, he's like fuck this. I thought Bobby had gotten killed as well. No, he's the one that reported that his friend yeah was lost. And then they cast doubt. Uh, they speculate doubt on Bobby's testimony just because well they had to meet him for him to tell him those things, and you know he was pretty drunk so. <laughs> Indeed. He was talking about like uh dating apps and shit. Yeah, dating apps. And he says this bald this bald man in a green suit. His bald man in a green suit came up and sucked 
Well, well, that's the thing. It's like, first my friend turned into a spawn, and then a giant man in green suit came and sucked out his spawn energy. That's a lot to process in the course of like two minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Brock the Shock Fennel says, so BS. I do very much like how Rory McConville is writing the dialogue for Brock the Shock, how we just kind of come in and then just like leave. <laughs> like yeah, his he thoughts... just keeps going. He yeah. just keeps going. Because I like this. If you... <laughs> My sources said the best way to determine if you've been turned into their useful zombie is to, and it's just, it's just like you've changed the channel. <laughs> you know it's going to be to buy something from his store. Yeah, or subscribe to his Patreon. Oh, speaking of Brock the Shock Fennel, happy January 6th to you, my friend. <laughs> oh, 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 boy. He would have been You know, there. he would have been there. Brock would have been there. I do believe it is also Epiphany? Is it? Let me check. Yep, today is the epiphany. So just in case you were keeping track, today's the day that the three wise men, or the unspecified number of wise men, finally met, like, six-year-old Jesus because it took them forever to go find him. And so today he gets his presents. Okay. Or if you're following the 12 days of Christmas, today's the 12th day of Christmas. So the 12 days of Christmas starts on Christmas and ends today. So we've got whatever, 12, is it 12 drummers drumming? 12 drummers drumming, 11 lords of leaping. Or is it 10? 10 lords of leaping. What's 11? Swans of swimming? No, that's seven, seven. swans of swimming. Eight, pipe, eight pipers piping. Nine, this is just screaming at nine us. ladies dancing? 10 lords of leaping. Well, then what was 11? 10 maids of milking. No, eight maids of milking. <laughs> Johnny, I don't have the patience to listen to the 12 Days of Christmas. <laughs> really? No. Too much repetition. I literally just want to hear somebody's joke on the five golden rings. And it's that's 12 it. drummers drumming. You're right. All right. Nice. Because that's, that's the best gift, dude. <laughs> yeah, I love just a bunch of drummers. just shows up. And... <laughs> so you're supposed to give a present each day on the 12 Days of Christmas? That I do not know. Someone just had a really good Christmas one year. I guess some people do. But I do know there are some people that literally that's during those 12 days is all the celebration time they get. So like they set up set up their Christmas stuff on Christmas Eve and then after 12th night it comes down. Or oh, I gotcha. If you're a regular person who just doesn't care about stuff, today is the start of the carnival season. So between now and Mardi Gras, you has party. You can party. He has party. He has a since it's King's Day, it's today's the first day to have your King's cake. The one with the little bitty baby in it. Oh, is it? Yeah. I don't know all that's this. That's what it's for. That's what it's for, King Cake. Okay. Uh, happy Carnival season. Well, that's a much better thing on January 6th than what I was talking about. <laughs> we got to relegate that to the dustbin of history. Not to forget it or to let those accused or guilty get away, but... We gotta reclaim the positive stuff, Johnny. That's true. They're taking so much from us, we can't let them have this. I don't know if Brock the Shock Fennel, what he thinks of Epiphany. I mean, I bet he's had an Epiphany about how he can get more money. Yes. <laughs> I think that's about as far as he goes. As far as he goes. So after the pundits, we cut to basically Spawn and Dark Redeemer fighting. Yeah, and Redeemer's been injured in this battle already. He's, he's, yep. just, he's just like holding his shoulder. And Terry butts in, and he's like, "Ow, ow, I'm getting something else on the on the thing." There's a ton of spawns coming your way. And I was like, "How many?" And Terry's just like, "Get, just get, just get the hell out of there." It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. 
And then we turn the page. I like the narration on the top of the next page. Too late. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Too late. And then we got Orko Spawn trying to tell Spawn to, to move out of the way. We've come to extract the Forsaken. Revolutionary War spawns there. Yeah, and Centurion spawns there. We get a nice little... In time, Al Simmons will learn all the names of these guys. And then they only tell us the name of the guy that we already know his name. <laughs> we already know Centurion spawn. I know. What are, what are the other two guys the, called? The other guys are just... They're hightailing it out of there with Forsaken <laughs> while spawns back his turn. I like how it says that his mass is on, on a scale with overt kills, which is, that means he beefy boy, Johnny. Yeah. I wonder if he delights in the kill as much as overt kill, or as some say, overkill. Hush, someone, does. I felt so bad. I mean, they would probably have listened to the show, but someone posted a picture of that, of where he like rips overt kills head off of issue seven. And they're like, my favorite panel from a great issue of Spawn. <laughs> and I was like, oh no. Oh no. I mean, to be fair, as much as we ribbed on issue seven, I bet if you were an 11 year old boy at the time that issue seven came out, I know I would have thought it was the greatest fucking thing in the world. So oh, yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful carnage. Truly is. It truly is. Revolutionary War Spawn is there trying to help the Forsaken off the ground and take him away, and Forsaken just baps his hat off. Yeah, he just goes, take, I like, knock your hat away, sir. Like, I imagine he doesn't even make contact with the Spawn himself. He's just like, get the fucking hat out of here. Yeah, he just baps his hat off. <laughs> I'll never be a traitor like this Redeemer is. Maybe it's Hamilton Spawn. <laughs> He'll be played by Lynn manuel Miranda in the movie. <laughs> yeah. That would be a, a big get. <laughs> a big get. It turns out that Spawn is a musical like Wonka. <laughs> it's like, surprise. <laughs> surprise. They got Harvey Firestein as one of, one of the big Spawns. <laughs> it's just like, listen to me. Listen to me, sweetheart. <laughs> I'd be for is it. Is he... What is he in? Harvey Firestein? Yeah. Right now, I have no idea what he's in. But okay. he was he was the original Edna in Hairspray on Broadway. You know, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. that's right. But I, I don't know what he's in currently. I don't know. I thought you were implying he was in Hamilton, and I was like, what? Oh, no. No, I'm just saying that if there's a musical version of Spawn, Harvey, Harvey Firestein, Harvey Firestein he, needs to be in there somewhere. He can be clown. <laughs> That would be a good one. Or they could do the hairspray and he could be Angela. <laughs> be like, yeah. listen, toots, I got a job to do. I'm going to kill me that hell spawn. <laughs> Johnny, I think I think our calling is to make a spawn the Broadway show. We'll rope in all of our friends and get the Todd Father's blessing. And we'll get Julie Taymor to direct. <laughs> There's some tracks from the proposed batman musical that was supposed to happen that never did that uh leaked online they're pretty interesting <laughs> i'll have to i'll have to find them it's by jim sheridan the guy who wrote all those songs with meatloaf okay okay like he wrote all the epic like meatloaf songs and stuff I would do anything yes for love. exactly that guy okay nice uh they're they're pretty ridiculous awesome Awesome. I remember there was one the Joker sings called Where Do You Get Those Wonderful Toys? <laughs> it is very specifically based off like the 89 the movie. 89 it's weird. Movie. Nice. The, the 89 movie's not campy enough, I don't think, for an adaptation. It should have 
No, it was, well, I mean, it was, it was very brooding. Oh, it should have been based off of Batman and Robin. They're trying to make it more like Phantom of the Opera, I think. Ah. Uh, well, I mean, Joel Schumacher did, Joel Schumacher did both. It's true. <laughs> he <did> both. <laughs> Swan's very Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Very operatic. Well, he hides, he's like alone, he hides, he has like a woman he loves that'll be unrequited, he has like a fucked up face. He hypnotizes her in the night and sneaks her away to his cave to teach her how to sing. No, he's not a creep ass like the Phantom. <laughs> that Phantom is canceled, let me tell you. He ignores the love of the one woman who actually loves him. He just doesn't see her. That Phantom of the Opera, he's he's a wily bastard. As Lindsay Ellis said in a YouTube video, he's my monster boyfriend. In my parlance, he's a nasty man. Yeah, he's a bad guy. <laughs> then Redeemer and the Forsaken start doing some, some beat-em-ups. And the Forsaken's... Like, I will bring you along to show to show God that I am I am worthy of being readmitted. And Redeemer's like, dude, dude, hold on a second. What? <laughs> You're talking nonsense. He says, you really think that, A, this is a good way to show God that you want to be back and that they'll take you? And B, do you really think, do you really think you want to go back? I mean, what, you've been loyal and... How are they repaying that devotion? And this is how they repaid the devotion, Johnny. They sent an army of dudes after him. Look at that. That's a different Forsaken that was... That's a different anti-spawn redeemer guy than what we saw earlier. Yeah. That that dude's super cool. There's a whole bunch of them. There's a whole bunch of them. Yeah, and then do some more arguing back and forth about what's what's the truth and what's not the truth. And then Redeemer just like grabs Forsaken's head and it's just like please know the truth and just like blasts truth beams into his head Johnny fucking Forsaken's woke now god damn it how how well he's woke he's woke to the truth Johnny he's what Redeemer's woken woken him to the truth and now he knows that Cordelia ain't no ain't no good lady ain't no friend he's he's she zapped him yeah I thought you meant he got like woke, like politically woke. Oh no, no, just in the base, the base terms of woke is he's learned the truth, so he's woke. Okay. I mean, you, you can rail on him being woke though if you want to. I guess. It's... I thought you were talking about the the liberal woke mind virus, <laughs> whatever Elon Musk called it. Man, eh, fuck that guy. Like for yeah, real. whatever. Yeah, and then you know we go back to the Exodus Foundation. He and... likes Diablo Four a lot, evidently. So. Oh, we'd have something in common. Are you saying Elon Musk fully redeemed because he likes a video game that very many people like? <laughs> yeah, anyone that plays Diablo 4 is good. I'm going on the record and saying that. Anybody. <laughs> we go back to the Exodus Foundation, and Cordelia is just like, ah, shit. <laughs> The the science guy is like, hey, you think, yeah, I think this is good. He can come back. And we can yeah, he's coming home. Hey, yeah. We don't even have to worry about it. Cordelia's like, you fucking idiot. He's coming to kill us. To kill us. And you get an awesome shot of him against the moon. Yeah, it's a real good one. Blackened feathers falling down. Yeah. Man, he, he loses a lot of fucking feathers. He's do, always losing feathers. It looks cool. Do they regenerate? Because the amount they of got to. the amount of feathers that he's lost just in the time that we've been reading for the podcast, he would look like he had mange. He'd have so many bald spots. No, he's got to grow them back. Excellent. Nice. And then we get the power meter, which is at two two five three. We get spawning grounds again with the like one of two or three 
that had the ad added little Al Simmons at the top of it that says, "Whoever you are, you have my attention." Oh yeah, up like at the that. top. Yeah. I like that. I wish I wish they they put him there more, but yeah, they only did it a couple of times. Maybe it just didn't work. Yeah. But we got a whole bunch of fan art in yeah, this one. It's a lot of. Good I like ones. the center one where the Jessica's dressed as a gunslinger. Yeah, and she's got the tall hat on. That's pretty cool. That rede- get a good redeemer. The redeemer is excellent. I actually like that first Javi. It's just a picture of Javi. Oh and yeah, like little bubbles with Jessica and the Violator and Redeemer in them. That one's really cool. That one's really good. There's a a nice meatball head spawn fighting the Violator, which is fun. Yep. A good long jaw. I love a good long jaw. He looks like he's about to eat a hot dog. He's <laughs> like he's about to eat a coney. Then he needs to take another blank cover to put next to it so it could be connecting covers. And then just the, one's the, just a hot dog. The, the other one's just mouth. the little bony violator hand <laughs> holding the glizzy. What's a glizzy? A glizzy's a hot dog, Johnny. A glizzy? Who calls him a glizzy? Uh, people on the internet. Okay. I had a hot dog yesterday. Nice. So I called my aunt while I was walking home. And then I, I get home and I was like, hey, Wanda, you want to talk to to the aunt? And the answer to that is always yes, because my aunt is wonderful. And the conversation ended with, she said, okay, I got to go. We're making hot dogs for dinner. And Wanda looks at me and immediately goes, no, no hot dog for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, damn it. But- no, I was on my way to work and uh, I walked down Armitage and there's Red Hot Ranches there. Ooh, and that's- they do... Hot dogs, but they do the depression dog. Ooh, nice. What's the depression dog? The depression dog is a hot dog with mustard, onion, and sport peppers mm-hmm. served with fries on top of it. Oh, nice. Nice. So you like take the fries off and there's some fries still on it. It's really good. It's good. I always just try to eat it with the fries on top and it's a mess. It's a mess. That is a mess. But they do the they do boiled or do they do charred? Um they're boiled. Most places are most places are boiled. Good. It gives yeah, it's a, really good hot dog. Gives, gives a good snap to that uh, that casing. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the, they're also known for their cheeseburgers. Their double cheeseburger won a bunch of like best burger in the city. It's really good. Nice, nice. Uh, we'll have to go. It's like we'll it, have to go. Yeah, we'll have to go one day. We'll it's see. imitating the In and Out burger. If it's reasonably close to Challengers, and we do anything, it's very close to Challengers, and it's we should do it. The only thing about it is like I only go when I have cash. It's cash only. Ah. But, like, I got a hot dog, fries, and a drink for, like, $5. Hell, yeah. And, like, the burger's, like, $8 Damn. with fries and a drink. It's Damn, so cheap. that's incredible. Yeah, next time we go to Challengers, we should go. Yeah, we should. For maybe maybe on a free comic book day. Maybe, maybe. Which is also, as we remember, Star Wars Day and the Kentucky Derby, so. Woo! It's just the day for hats. You've got your tall spot. We have to do hat. an episode where we cover all three. <laughs> We should see if there's a spawn-ish horse in the race and <laughs> put money on him. His name's like Hellfire. It's like uh, Vinny. Vinny. Vinny the Vindicator. I can see someone named like Hellfire or something like that. Yeah. Well, that's Spawn 329 bringing the podcast full circle back to where we began. Yes. A little bittersweet. Now, now, we, now we just start it again. Right. Next issue. Well, we still have a whole bunch of be- like we still have a ton of spawn to cover. Lies, Johnny. There's no more spawn. Yeah, only like 300 more of the main line, and then all the spinoffs <laughs> and, and everything the- else. Oh, geez, so many. So next up, we have Scorch 23. Yes, we do. The first of John Layman's run on Scorch here. Mm-hmm. John, 
John Lehman. Isn't isn't John Lehman also the John Arbuckle's best friend? No, no, his name is just Lehman. No, his name's like May- Man Man or Mayren or something. What is his name? I'm gonna take a detour here and look up Garfield characters. Lyman. Lyman. Not eh, close enough to Lehman. Yeah, why did you think of that? Do, man, do you, do you, I think you underestimate the amount of Garfield I shoved in my head as a child. <laughs> That's just what I always think of when I think of Layman Lyman. You like Garfield? I haven't read Garfield in a very long time, but I used to. I used to read a lot of it. I loved Garfield. Who yeah, didn't? I liked Odie. He was a fat cat who liked lasagna. What's not to love? What's not to love? Odie was. He was funny. mean to Odie. I I do like that Odie was on that. Jar Jar Binks tip where he just idioted his way through and that was his plot armor was that he had he's so dumb he can't be killed. <laughs> oh, I love Odie. Odie was good. Odie was good. Man, he made so much money off that in the 80s with the Garfield that you put on the car. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like the one that held on to the antenna. <laughs> yep, or the suction cups that yeah. go on the window. Wild. Well, speaking of different comics, Scorch is a lot different than Garfield. Mm-hmm. Also a lot different from Spawn. It is. Yeah. Which is fun. It Keep is that fun. flavor different. Yeah. And we got some covers to cover. So we got three covers on this Ooh, one, David. Three covers. Three covers. I have cover A, the Panosian cover, which just has this kick-ass raven spawn on it with a raven. This is like medieval raven spawn, I think. Unless that's his regular helmet. That's his regular that's helmet. That's his regular helmet? Okay. Yeah, he's got a helmet like that. No, he looks cool. Man, raven spawn really like makes the best covers. He's awesome. Yeah, I love it with the red background. Yeah. It's just really nice. So good. And that and that that Raven's just like mm-hmm. <laughs> staring at you with that eyeball look. It's just like <laughs> Well, I've got that cover as well. Alright, that's the one in the plastic. Nice. One in the plastic. I always open the one I prefer. And I got the B cover by Francesco Tomaselli, mm. which is she spawned. Yeah, with the glowing green eyes. Glowing green eyes riding on a motorcycle. Yeah, on the hell motorcycle. Looking pretty cool. As she always does. Mm-hmm. But this has a C cover, which is very special. Ooh. I don't actually know why. I should have done my research. It's a Steven Segovia cover of She Spawn and Michonne from The Walking Dead. Whoa. Nice. And I don't know why. I think maybe it was like some kind of Walking Dead milestone. Maybe. I mean, that's not crazy. Is it still running? It's not still running. Isn't it? I thought it was. Or maybe it's over or maybe... I don't know. I don't know. I never followed The Walking Dead, so I don't know. Maybe it was like when they had Spawn on every cover. Maybe they had a Walking Dead person on every cover just for... It was something like that, exactly. Nice. I don't remember why, but yeah. So is it Michonne or Michoni? I don't remember how to pronounce it. You would know better than I do. <laughs> Sorry. They're back-to-back fighting some zombies. Man, Jessica, Jessica Priest would fuck some zombies up, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. She's got a minigun on the cover. Ooh, Nice. Minicon. Do you ever see those ads, those like fake video games? Or I don't know if they're fake, but they're like cell phone games where you're like a guy running and shooting at zombies. Mm-mm. Huh, interesting. They're hard to describe, so I won't talk about it. Okay, awesome. They're just they look like these stupid fucking games where this guy's just like shooting up a line and you're like shooting bottle. I, I don't even know what I'm saying. Uh, I don't know what you're saying either, Johnny. You want to? You want it? Forget it. You want to give it? A, you want to? You want to give it another try? No, I can't explain it. <laughs> hey, hey, that happens. that happens. There's these zombie games called like Zombie Total War, and okay. you're just a little guy at the bottom of the screen like shooting upwards at like unlimited zombies. Okay. And they look fake. 
and the ads on Instagram they always do poorly on it. Oh, is it is I it think... the is it the one where like you can hit hit something that says it gives you like times three damage? And, yes. And in the advertisement, it always hits the one that's like. This negative, you're like, like no, go to that one. Yeah, okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. And they're trying to trick you into, like, downloading the game because you're like, I can be better than this. Like, that's the whole thing is, like, you see it and you're like, oh, these people suck. I can do this. And they're like, but don't download it. Don't download it. I mean, Johnny, we could think of ourselves that way, too. Like, if you think you could do a better Spawn podcast, then fucking get out there and do a Spawn podcast, y'all. But Please, I'd love to listen to it. You're never going to make me think I'm doing a bad job here because I am enjoying myself. And that's all that matters. So, but anyway, that's what I think of when I think of minigun and zombies are those like silly games. Mm. Right. So, okay. great. Okay. Glad I explained okay. it. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Back but to those scorch. are the three covers. Three covers for three times the action. Yeah. Bam, bam, bam. Crack that bad boy open, Johnny. We got script plot by John Lehman. The first, the first of the John Lehman run. The handover from Sean Lewis. Sad to see Sean Lewis go. But John Lehman starts... Basically, with a bang. Oh, big bang! Big bang! Even even Shelton shows up. Ah. Uh, additional script by Todd McFarlane. We got art by Steven Segovia. So Zinga. At least the artwork is carrying over. Steven Segovia's excellent at it. We love Steven Segovia. Yes, we do. R.I.P. to Wildcats. It ended. It was a fun romp. It was a fun little romp. Yeah. Well, it was it, fun. it ended for now. Right? Yeah, for now. for now. Colors: J. David Ramos. Lettering by Andworld Design. We covered the covers. It does say that the colors on that Steven Segovia cover were done by Robert Nugent. So. Oh, cool. Pretty cool. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, creative director, Todd McFarlane. And Thomas Healy is the editor-in-chief. And then we nice. have <clears throat> previously in The Scorched. With the Saints defeated, she spawns sides with Gaia and takes on a new team. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's... Yeah. 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 I'd say that's pretty good. Pretty good. That's, that's what happened. <laughs> yep. Sounds sounds pretty good to me. So we start off with the aftermath of the world eaters. Terminus is dead. Urzan's disappeared. I love this conceit, Johnny. Because normally in these big cosmic battles, when it's over, we just see this our side and just everything's just like ruined, but the battle has stopped. I like this, like the open sign on the earth. Like it, it gets switched over to closed and all the fiends in the parking lot at the 7-Eleven are like, ah, fuck, I gotta go somewhere else now. And so they're just like, what planet next, you guys? It's kind of the plot of the first Men in Black movie. Yeah. Because they're going to destroy Earth and then they like figure it out and they don't. Yeah. But no, it's it's fun. I like this seeing the end of the battle from the other side and like all these planet eaters being like, I'm going to eat this planet. I'm going to eat this planet. And then, you know. The sickle goes away after this Terminus is killed. They're just like, yeah. nah, never it's, mind. It's it's basically a cosmic soup Nazi. It's no earth for you. Um, no earth. We turn it off. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's a good way to just settle in. But then we go back down to ground level where we've got our heroes. And Monolith, Monolith is just like just staring into this crater. Just like, the fuck is, the fuck is, the fuck is... What I liked about John Lehman so far is, like, right off the bat, I feel like you get a lot more characterization from each of them. Yeah. Like, Monolith's kind of the sassy jerk guy. Yeah. You get Honorable Medieval. Yeah. You get Redeemer, who's just trying to keep everything together. I just thought he did it really... And then in the next issue, that carries over where you get a lot oh, more yeah. individualism. Yeah. Which is just cool to see. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little hard to articulate because it's just it just, like, feels so natural. Like, it feels like they're actual people and, like, you know them now. Right. But it just like instantly he's just like in it and it's 
And I love this line from Medieval where he's like, we beat our adversaries back, yet somehow it does not feel like we've won. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's like the gentle giant who doesn't do metaphor and is always a little confused when things seem slightly like, it's like he's just learned about emotions and he's like, what is, what is this feeling? What is, yeah. it's good. <laughs> he's like the new guy, so he's shitting on Jessica because he's like, whatever yeah. she wasn't really around when he was around and i love that both redeemer and medieval just like hey, <laughs> talk shit about jessica yeah that's our friend They're like draw your sword medieval's not gonna back down from a fight even though in this panel it shows just clearly the difference in size between monolith and medieval i know he's a big hulk of a man and redeemer's just like guys guys fucking quit it <laughs> And Monolith's trying to cast doubt on Redeemer's loyalties. And Redeemer's like, what the? Shut up, dude. Yeah, Monolith's just a big baby. He's a big doo-doo head in the parlance. He's not a dude. He's just, he just doesn't know Jessica as well. He's like the newest team member. Yeah, he's a hothead. There we go. He's, he's a kind hothead. of the hothead. He's the outsider. So yeah. he's the one that's like, yeah, this is going bad. He's, obvi- he's like, obviously, I'm the big strong man. That makes me the best to lead. We cut to Al and Jessica. This is the end of the last issue. Al made like some kind of necro thing and sucked in yeah. Heap, Simon, and Jessica. Yeah. And so we got Al Al facing off against Jessica. And this is the bulk of the issue is this little tete-a-tete between Jessica and Al. Um, it's a lot of fun. Kind of, you know, trying to figure out what Jessica's going to do next, where she falls in alignment with Spawn, you know. Right now, she's very angry and upset and not pro-Spawn. And Spawn's just kind of doing everything he can to be like, hey, Jessica, come on, let's just talk this out. It's fine, let's just talk this out. And then she's like, you killed Heap and Simon! And he's like, no, 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 no. They went to go see the Abominable Snowman on, on uh, in the Himalayas. They'll be, yeah, they'll be, don't worry. They just gotta walk a lot. <laughs> They're gonna hang out with that Yeti that Redeemer knows. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that guy. That guy, who's that? No, just some guy. <laughs> just some yeti <laughs> jessica's not having it she's just filled with hate and the power of gaia and just is like fuck you al and just wants you to... don't want this you don't know how powerful i am yeah she's like this is all on you now and she's just she just picks the fight and here we go johnny it's just she spawn and spawn and she just unleashes out. the biggest world's biggest beam and Booms him. Yeah. And he, he just falls over and he's like, oh, on the ground, so weak, so weak. And then she like jumps over there and does a fall into the ground punch on his face and just bop. Then she picks him up and throws him like he's a shot put. Look at that. Boom. And then after she throws him, she does, you know, villain walk over there. Now do you see, Al, what you're up against? Don't make me hurt you further. And we learned that she's more than human uh she's, she's something been touched by gaia she's more human than human yeah she's something more akin to a gun a gun a god <laughs> more human than human that's from blade runner that's also from white zombie more human than human is our motto what song is it more human than human but... yeah, i know who wrote it well it's white zombie oh, okay probably taken from blade runner probably because it was in the 90s and rob zombie is just a, a fucking nerd <laughs> He's a nerd. He is a nerd. He's a big ass nerd. No, the robot, the guys who make the robots in the first Blade Runner. Yeah. That's their motto. LexCorp, I think they're called. LexCorp? <laughs> no, that's in Superman right now. <laughs> I know. I know. 
<laughs> I like that Superman. Uh, Tesla, I think, is the, the name you're looking for. Yes. <laughs> Tes- Tesla. Tesla makes the replicants. Damn, what is it called? I don't remember. Uh, is it, does it start with a D? Is it Ray Biotech? No, that's, no. that's an actual science company. Tyrell Corporation. Ah, yeah, that guy. Hey, Johnny, in 2020, they introduced the Nexus 8 replicant. That means the replicants are among us. Oh, nice. Good to know. Yeah, good to know. I wish we had, like, cool tech like that, where it was, like, the analog digital tech. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, future digital. Futuristic, but it looked like videotapes. Yeah. Functionality beyond the form of the thing. That is even possible, but yet somehow they've been able to do it. Yes. I missed that. I missed that. It was so fun. Yeah, like Star Wars kind of looked like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. They massively underplayed the rise of the graphic user interface in those those older sci-fi. I know. Things. I want a bunch of switches and shit. Yeah, yeah. It used to be it used to be like a computer where you would program the computer to do a thing, but you had to remember what everything was, so that way you could see if it did what was right or not. <laughs> right. Versus now you have a screen. You just touch the screen. Boo, screens. Screens are dumb now. Screens screens are good. Thank you. Thank you, screens. Thank you, screens. Thank you, screens. I was watching the Mystery Science Theater live stream the other day, <laughs> and there was there was like a short mm-hmm. that they do sometimes, and it was it was like a PSA on springs. <laughs> springs are good. It was like a black and white, like old one of the 50s. This guy's like, I hate these damn springs. <laughs> and then like a little a little spring pops up and he's like, here's your life without springs. And like nothing works. It's so funny. I was cracking up. They were, they were making fun of it. It was good. But he would like, he would try to do anything. Like he like sat on the bed and he like fell through and the, the little cartoon guy would be like, no springs. And he tried to use the telephone. He'd be like, no springs. Thank you. Thank you, springs. Yeah, exactly. And then with him be like, thank you, springs. At the end, some guy was like, uh, this damn spring at my door. I hate it. I like his car. And the guy goes, don't you ever say such a thing again. <laughs> at first, I thought you were going to say uh, that they did a PSA about spring. Like, uh, as no, if, as, if it were, as if it were a PSA from the future where all seasons are one season where it's just a rainy, cold, dark season. <laughs> and it's oh, like boy. the earth used to have this thing called spring. They used to. Flowers would bloom. But no, yes. Thank you, Springs. Speaking of Springs, Al springs into action here. It's just coming out of the dust from where Jessica threw him with his just his green glowing eyes. And he's, he's like, how long do we keep this up, Jessica? And we learned that, you know, while Jessica is very powerful and something more akin to a god than a human, Al was just laying back in the cut, letting her get some steam off. And he's like, okay, fine. I'm, enough. Let's just fucking go at it. We'll knock the bejesus out of each other. How about that? He wraps her up in some chains and is flinging her about. And while he's flinging her about, she's bzing, bzing. using all of her powers, yeah. zapping him, zapping him, and then just have a big zap fight, big zap fight, where she uses all of her zap, Johnny. She zaps all her zap. She like burns. It's like burning out a fever. Yeah, yeah. It's like the fever burning out the infection. I mean. Yeah, and so she pushes herself beyond all conceivable limits. Until we just get like the what is it that the beginning of The Witcher Three where it's like oh you're awake. Yep. How do you know about the beginning of The Witcher Three? Did you play it, Johnny? I am a denizen of the internet, and I know from some memes. Oh, okay, memes. <laughs> I just know the arrow in the knee from Skyrim. So Jessica's like, I can't hear her in my head anymore. She says the chatter, 
The cheddar is the gone. gone. It's like I went to my microphone and soldered a piece. <laughs> uh, and, and Al says, yeah, you did that. You literally burnt her out of your system. Yep. And she turns back into perfect dark Jessica. Yeah. And she's like, I did, I did bad things. And he's like, Hey, we'll, we'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of it. It's, it's all good. It was not, Gaia it was not you. you. Yeah. And she didn't actually die. She yeah. was really close to death. And Gaia used that as an opening. Yeah. It was much like Anne Rice's vampires where Jessica was drained just to the point of death and no further. And then was given the fresh, the fresh vampire blood to allow that life to take over. Yes. And she's like, you know, Al, thanks. Thanks for this. I still don't know. I still don't know if I wanted to do this team, though. I like how he's very much like anything less than 100% enthusiastic yes is a no. But you have to tell me what that is. <laughs> well, Spawn's being restrained here. He's actually being a good person and like yeah. giving her the choice and like helping her through this moment when usually he actually cares about Jessica. John Lehman making Spawn not an asshole. It's incredible, Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, he's like, if if you don't want to be here, don't fucking be here. But if you want to be here, just fucking get to it. Well, it's like Spawn sees himself as fully gone, and he mm. sees that Jessica still might have a chance of getting out of this at some point. Yeah, true, true. He doesn't want her to feel resentment that she's been forced to do this. Right. Which is which is the thing that a good leader does, you know, right? If it's if it's a person's choice, it's much easier to keep them on the task than like being like you have to fucking do this no matter what you say. You ain't got any other choice, you know. Yeah. We cut back to Jessica Priest's childhood home and her mom putting her little baby girl to sleep. It's like the forest is recovered from being burnt whenever uh, what's his name showed up in the forest. Yeah, that's that's good. That's good. That's maybe maybe that was a little bit of Mother Gaia. Power yeah, Gaia from... did a little whoop. <laughs> <laughs> then after after Grandma leaves, uh, Jessica and Al just shadow blast into the corner of a child's room. Johnny, maybe not advisable to shadow blast real creepy like into the dark parts of your child's room while they're trying. Yeah, to good thing she didn't wake up right there. She been scared oh, shitless. Oh boy. So I always used to think that all the scary things I saw in the X Files would appear in my closet while I was asleep. Right after I watched it, so I had to have the the closet door closed, and I'd had to stare at it until I just couldn't anymore and fall asleep. Because obviously, the things from the X Files in my closet would only come out if I turned my back to it. So I had to I had to stare it down. Right. Of course. Yeah, X Files used to scare the shit out of me. I was convinced I was going to get abducted by aliens. Yeah, it was scary shit. And you see this little child, Johnny? She's now facing towards that door, and what? Look at look at the shit that's coming at her. Spawn. That's. This is this is all the evidence I need to make childhood David's fears valid. Yeah, I was basically scared of the. I wasn't scared of my closet. I was scared of the big window in my room. Then Jessica's just fucking sad about what she's had to give up so far, just because of everything she did, even before she became a hell spawn. Like all of this stuff she had to give up, and now it's just, it's even worse because at least is like a secret service assassin person. There is the potential that you could be killed and then just like witness protection and eventually maybe come back and have her family again. But here is a hellspawn. Yeah. There's no there's no retirement plan for hellspawns. Your retirement plan is you get reabsorbed into the Malbolge and become a battery. <laughs> right? Right. So she's, you know, she's got a lot of thinking to do. And Al Al here does just the most amazing thing. He just lets Jessica Priest sleep next to her child. All night until it's dawn, and Al just like 
ma- there making sure nothing comes out. He's like, he's like looking under the bed and he's like, you fucking stay under there, Mr. 17 Hands. Yeah, no coming out. Yeah, he's like peering over. He like opens his door on the on the closet and his, his head pops out into the Monsters Incorporated factory and he's like, you fucking put this door back. Not tonight. Get back, <laughs> Sully. It was like, Mike Wazowski, you keep your fingers off of this. <laughs> <laughs> Takes her back to the HQ. Yeah. A burst of sulfur and a blast of light disrupts everything. And he just shows up. He's he's like bodyguarding her out of the into the into the hideout. So she's Whitney Houstoning and he's Kevin Costner? Yes, yes Kevin, Kevin Costner, Costner, correct. Nice. Woo! And I Oh my god. <laughs> it cut out. <laughs> nice. Wonderful news. And Monolith's j- a jerk about it. Did she learn her lesson? Come on. You fucking Yeah, he's just being a dick. Big, he doesn't like Jessica. And Medieval very worried because, you know, after that first meeting between Jessica and Medieval, that was maybe not as smooth as it could have been. <laughs> a female. Medieval is like Jessica's a number one champion. Yep. That might be a little bit of Mark peeking through too. Yeah, maybe. And then Al's like, "Yeah, she's got a she's got a heel, and then she's got got some thinking to do." And Redeemer's like, "What it? What do you mean, Spawn? What do you mean?" And Al just like leaves. <laughs> Peace. And Redeemer's query goes unanswered as Spawn retreats into the shadows, departing in ominous silence. And a disquieting appall falls across the room as the fate of Jessica Priest and this team is now very much in question. Dun, dun, dun. Will she stay or will she go? Should I stay or should I go? You've got to let me know. <laughs> um, and then we just end on a scorched skull. It's good. It's good skull. Scorched skull. Yeah, nice. And then we get spawning ground presents some more fan art, Johnny. Yep. This is awesome. It's very Jessica Priest heavy. We got Jessica Priest cosplay in the center there. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of we got like a Spider Man Jessica Priest there. That's pretty good. We got that's pretty cool. I like the cartoon clown. Cartoon clown is fun. There's a a really great little medieval there, with a big ass battle axe on top of just like so many skulls. That's hilarious. That's cute. Yeah, we got an Earthworm Jim spawn, which is great. Two 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 wild things from the '90s smashed together. Because where else but the '90s could you have had? Both a superhero that's a a general of the army of hell and an earthworm that got an alien robot body dropped on him and that gave him sentience and and consciousness. (laughs) Earthworm Jim is wild. I fucking love it. Yeah. That's cool. He's just saying the king crowned. Yeah. In the speech bubble. It's great. That's great. I loved Earthworm Jim. I had Earthworm Jim action figure. Man, hard, hard ass game. I got, I had an Earthworm Jim action figure that I got from Toys R Us. I only ever got like three toys from Toys R Us because we never went because Toys R Us was expensive. And there was, there weren't that many good locations of it in Tulsa. It was way out there. The the two that I remember were both across the street from malls because there was one across the street from Woodland Hills. Yep. And there was and then one across the street from Eastland. Eastland. That's what it was. Yep. Those were the two. Yeah, man. Eastland Mall had a, a antique store in it. <laughs> it. Had an antique store, like a like a consignment antique store. Really? Yeah. There wasn't very much in Eastland Mall. <laughs> no. It was sad. It was sad. It's definitely dead now. Yeah. Need more Spawn's universe, Johnny? Always. Always. Image classics. We got Demon Slayer again on the toy advertisement on the back there. 
Mm-hmm. So that that is one of the demons from from Demon Slayer. Okay. And they've got obviously they've got spider powers. They wrap people up in cocoons and then suck them suck them of their vital fluids. And as they suck them of their vital fluids, their bodies shrink and then they turn into spiders themselves. Okay. It's really fucking creepy. That is creepy. Really Demon creepy. Slayer. It's good. You should watch it. We should have talked to Logan about it. I bet he's seen it. He probably has. Well, he'll be back. Yeah. And advertisement for Scorch number 24 on the back there. Great cover there. I love that cover with the purple <laughs> and the, yeah. red and green. Yeah, and how it's like a gradient up from there. And how Jessica's just like basking in the hellfire there. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's great. Z Carlos. That's good. Oh, that's that's Scorch number 23, Johnny. 23, really awesome. John Lehman out the gate. Mm-hmm. And also, it's it's 23, Johnny, so you know. Number 20, number 23. Jim Carrey Jim Carrey is now going to tell us a little bit about the number 23. <laughs> it's also a lost number. Yeah. Which I only know from you. <laughs> 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42, baby. Yeah. I would say I wonder why they put the number 42 in there, but I know exactly why they put the number 42. You know why. I know why. Thank you, Douglas Adams. Everybody's dad knows that one. If you don't, oh, yeah. if you don't know what 42 is there for, go ask somebody's dad. Doesn't matter whose dad it is. They'll know. They'll know. <laughs> They'll know. I don't know if my dad would know. Oh, my dad definitely knew. My dad wouldn't know. He's not that much of a nerd. Oh, okay. I guess ask so ask nerd dad. Find nerd dad. <laughs> or or just go to uh find somebody who works in IT. My parents are both like news and politics nerds. That's all they really are into. Interesting. Interesting. But hey, that's my parents. Hey, everybody's everybody's got their own thing. Everyone's got their thing. And we happen to have Spawn. Speaking of our own thing, Johnny, outside of Spawn, I've got dogs. And since we started, I started off talking about this good little puppy. Maybe we should rate her. It's time to rate the puppies. So first up today, we had Spawn 329. Bringing it full circle on the podcast back to where we began with 330. It's a Redeemer heavy issue. Mm-hmm. Both Redeemers you get a little bit of haunt, you get a little bit of pundits. It is. It is literally like it should just. It just should say the fucking Redeemer episode or issue on the cross across there. It should just say the fucking Redeemer. <laughs> all of them. All the Redeemers. All of them. I'm gonna get this issue four screws from Iron Man spawn flying through the air. Hell yeah. Iron Man spawn, you burn so bright. Yeah, and now you're gone. It burned, burned even faster than <laughs> the detective spawn. <laughs> he did. He burned in a sack. Oh boy. Oh boy. It's just a really good issue. Uh, it's fun just keeping all those plot lines going, mm-hmm. and it's fun to see the background on the redeemers or on Dark Redeemer. Mm-hmm. Hot, getting frustrated is funny. <laughs> yeah. So I I agree. I agree. Roy McConville is just. We say it a lot, but I don't think we've said it about Roy McConville yet. Firing on all cylinders. Just all of them going. This is a good one. It It's... So once with Wanda's grandmother, I watched some soaps with her once, and I was just like, what is this garbage? And then I realized that soaps do the thing where it's each hour-long episode only moves each plot line forward like three seconds because it, it right. goes between the different groups. And that's that's one of the things I love about serialized entertainment is is within the course of this book, we get a little bit from everybody. Right. And then it's also one of the things I love about comic books is just like randomly in a place that you won't expect it, there will be like a deep dive into one character's backstory, just like suddenly out of nowhere. 
Uh, and that that literally is this issue. I find no fault in this issue at all. So I am going to give it five Cordelia vampire cosplays. I love it so much. This is good shit. This contains all that fun spawn goodness that we're trying to get the world to know about. It's a fun one. There's hella different redeemers. There's hella different spawns. There's... There's Bone Redeemer. There's Bone Redeemer. There's the Pundits, which is always fun. There's, like you said, Haunt just being so frustrated. Jim Downing's hair. Jim Downing's hair. Yes, there's just knocking a stupid hat off a dude's head. Yep. (laughs) Bap. Yeah. I just love it. I just love it. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, The next up was Scorch 23. As we've mentioned many times, the first of John Lehman here. Uh Yep. I love this issue. I mean, when I first read it, I was like, damn, that's a great, like, first issue. Like I was saying, like, mm-hmm. characterizations for everybody is really good. Yeah. Just kind of the the story between Jessica and Al fighting and along with showing some tenderness from Al was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to give it five Jessica Priest. Oh. Just Jessica Priest. Yeah. Because she's great in this issue and it's cool. There's, there's and... almost five versions of Jessica Priest. There's Jessica Priest asleep. There's Jessica Priest as the... Uh, Attentive mother. There's Jessica Priest as the the violent Gaia beast. There's perfect bonk, Jessica Priest. <laughs> or perfect dark, I mean. Yeah. Either or. Yeah. No, I just I love this issue and like where he takes in the next mm-hmm. issue. I'm actually probably gonna go read that next issue after this. I was, I was thinking about it because I haven't well, reread it's, it. It's so it's so fun too. Mm-hmm. Great fight. Yeah. Loved it. Steven Segovia always you take him for granted, but he does a great job. He and does a he's been great blowing job. up. He's doing a lot of Star Wars covers, so that's really cool. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Excellent work. Well, uh, Johnny, I also loved this book. This is very much one of those we, we talk a lot about the ones that it's just sort of like a you gotta throw on the clutch and just kinda like you're you're changing the gears and it's it's setting stuff up. And usually those issues are a little messy, sometimes maybe just a little. We know what's happening. We w- yeah. we just we just got to get through it. It's it's not the greatest thing in the world. It's not terrible. It's necessary. But this this is this is a fucking masterful. We've got the end of one story. We've got the beginning of another story, and I don't think I've ever seen as hard of a turn from one story to another just be so seamless. It is, yeah. it is great. I am fucking loving John Lehman on this. This I have a feeling that this particular arc of The Scorched is going to be one that people are going to be talking about a lot. Be like, where the fuck did this come from? Who'd been... And, you know, we we know that it's been good for a long time. But We like, know. Like no, I, I agree. I, I agree. I feel like I, I'm going to be like... Yeah, I think the collected the trade scorched. is going to be a great thing to just be like, read this. It's fucking great. Don't worry about what came before. And I think it's going to be... a we're going to be able to get a lot of people to enjoy Spawn just because of this this arc. Uh, so yeah. I, I love it. And Steven Segovia always... I always enjoy looking at some Steven Segovia art. Ever since I had that revelation that, holy shit, I have taken him for granted, I try not to take him for granted at all. I love it. Yep. I actually kind of get a little upset when they have a non-Steven Segovia person drawing Scorched Dark, because I'm like, that was supposed to be my Segovia fix for the month, goddammit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah. So I am going to give it five potential encounters between the Heap and the Yeti up in the Himalayas. Gotta get that Yeti. I know it's dangerous giving the full five things for the first issue of 
a guy's beginning the arc. That's just how I felt in my soul. I had to. It's just so good. It's just so good. It could have been very mediocre, and he just like, pow, hit it right out of the park. It's beautiful. Yep. Pretty great. Pretty great. Pretty great. Speaking of beautiful and pretty great, Johnny, we got some we got some beautiful friends over on Instagram. Right? Yes, we do. They're one of the reasons that we do this. We want people to we want people to know about Spawn, and we want to learn about Spawn from other people because you know we don't know everything. Well, we might say we know everything, but now we don't know. And this week, this week we just happened to have a beautiful friend who has some beautiful artwork in the back of one of these beautiful books, Johnny. What? Yeah. Yeah, we were just, I mean, spoiler alert, we may have talked about it a little bit already, but Marcelo Ventura, the guy who draws the Earthworm Jim spawn, they're our friend on Instagram, and they literally have, like, it's like a the saga of Earthworm Jim spawn. Just, there are so many of them. Their handle is at Ventura Artbook on Instagram. They have a lot of beautiful stuff. They've got... Some Rick and Morty art. They've got some Dragon Ball Z art. They've got some Ed, Ed, and Eddie art. We should have done this when Bran was on here. Bran would have loved that. They got some fucking Where's Waldo art. Some Man. Mario that's crazy. Like, just everything. Yeah. And then just, like, every once in a while, Earthworm Jim Spawn appears. And it's it's beautiful. And you should follow them. They're, oh, speaking of Monsters, Inc., they got, a, they got some Monsters, Inc. <laughs> Nice. Boo was was busting in on Mike Wazowski and Sully just sitting on the couch drinking coffee because they aren't awake yet. (laughs) They got a baby Yoda doing the Nirvana. Doing the Nirvana. Yeah. It's great. They got Peach leading around some zombie Mario Brothers. Yeah. No, he's great. Definitely worth a follow. They got Jack Skellington as King Spawn. Hell yeah. I haven't seen that. Oh, it's it. And then it's got little Sally next to it oh my oh, god yeah. that's awesome that's awesome while you're over there you should check out brian's instagram brian does our music brian underscore voils underscore 27 we love brian we love brian's music i love being able to hear what brian puts out yeah it's always it's always great to we're always thinking of trying to come up with new ideas yeah. yeah it's fun it's good it's good stuff we're over there too we're showing our faces we're showing our comics we're showing occasionally our pets we're showing our pickups. Hey, if there's if there's something we talked about in this episode that we think you act- absolutely need to see, we'll put it in the we'll put it in the, the drop every week. But we're regarding Spawn Pod over on Instagram. Just reach out to us. We love talking to people about Spawn, especially on the internet. Absolutely. And if you want to talk to us a little more, you can hit us up at regardingspawnpod at gmail.com, which is our email. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, just want to say hey, correct us, anything. Yeah. We'll be there, and I will read the email on air, and if you send us your address, we'll send you some stickers, so get on it. And each week, I like to ask a question to prompt, and with the Ventura art book, I was just thinking, what other 90s characters would you want to see Spawn mashed up with? Ooh, that's a good one. I'm thinking, Johnny, the Cowboys of Moo Mesa would be good. <laughs> I think yeah, that's so funny. The Cowboys of Moon Ace, I completely forgot. Or about or that. maybe 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 the biker mice from Mars, like that biker mice that, from that Mars, main right? one who had the the leather vest but no shirt underneath it. But they got the motorcycles yeah, for it, got, so yeah. Well, there's plenty of options there. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do uh, could do Attack of the Killer you, Tomatoes. <laughs> Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, clowns just a big tomato. The Toxic Avengers or the uh, oh yeah, with the Toxic Avenger cartoon. Yeah. Or the real Ghostbusters? Oh yeah! Did you know there was a Little Shop of Horrors animated cartoon? I didn't. Kids? Really? 
Mm-hmm. How it's did called I Little not, Shop. How did I not know this? It didn't make it very long, oh. but it was called Little Shop. Boo. Yeah. That's awesome. Gotta love it. Gotta love Sweet. it. Sweet. So yeah, hit us a line. Drop us a line. Hit us up. <laughs> hit us a line. <laughs> hit us a line. Drop, drop us, us up. A, <laughs> drop us it up. <laughs> and see what's up. Yeah, yeah. And what else is up is what are we going to be covering next time on the show, David? Well, Johnny, you know what we say. We cover two issues from Spawn Universe, unless we don't. And next week uh, is going to be one of those don't weeks, I do believe, Johnny. Yes, because we've got a couple of issues, very special. Mm-hmm. We've been to cover it for a while. Mm-hmm. We wanted to get the right guest, our friend Martez. Yes. And we'll be doing Spawn Unwanted Violence. Number one. Number one. Number one. So that that's a fun one. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice, it's a, it's a beefy book. So we should give it its, its beefy book that actually pretty heavy. Pretty heavy, not just in physical form, but also a little emotional. Yeah, I mean they're like they're like really yeah. big each each so, issue. So we're gonna so cover it they, once per episode. They deserve Plus their we can do whatever episode. the hell we want. Yeah. So what are you yeah. gonna do? Yeah, what's I mean, we don't have some producer saying you have to do this. So we're do, we're doing it in the Todd Father way. Nobody can Also I know Martez me. and us, there's no way we could cover both issues in like two hours. <laughs> there's no possible way. That's good. That's good. That's uh knowing knowing your limitations with regard to how long it takes you to do something is is invaluable. It's a good lesson to learn. Yes. And just know that if you're going to have a good time doing something it's going to take longer to do cuz while it might while it might not be most efficient, Johnny, goofing off while you're doing something to have fun while you're doing it makes it that much more likely that you're actually going to finish the thing. It's true. And we don't want to we don't want to hamstring a good conversation. All work and no play. Makes Jack a dull boy. Yeah. All work and no play make Homer something something. Go crazy? Don't mind if I do. Ah! <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah. So, yeah. Read uh, Unwanted Violence number one for next week. And we'll let, come back and listen to us talk about it. If you happen to have any questions that you want answered about anything that we've covered, like, please send them to an email. We'll read them off and we'll answer those questions. So, if you're if you're wondering... You know, I know Johnny already gave us the prompt, but if you're wondering about what you think about where stuff is going, we don't mind discussing that either. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. So, you know, Johnny, this was a very good time. Redeemer, Redeemer just gave me the head nod. He says it's good to go. We uh, we don't have to worry okay, we about it. He protected the audio stream. Yeah, we don't have to worry about nothing. Um, he said he vanquished that goddamn chatter to hell because that's what he does. That's what he no, does. He's a heaven man who sends people. It seems it seems a little weird to have somebody from heaven who sends people to hell. Like it seems like there would then be an uninvited guest. Like who who sent you here? He's not even part of our team. Why are you here? Uh, yeah, I don't think, know. You gotta think about that. But so the holy the holy audio stream, Johnny, it is protected and it is good. And so I guess that just leads me to say, may the scorch be with you, Johnny, and also with you, David. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, David, right. now that I have this Michonne or Michonne or this Walking Dead cover, okay. I'm going to go, you know, I think we go read like 400 issues or whatever of Walking Dead. It's like 200 something issues of Walking Dead okay. and watch, uh, you know, the 400 hours of TV show just so I can understand this cover. Excellent use of listeners. time. Excellent use of your time. I think I will then go read all of Chew to see if any of those. Other John Lehman characters show up in the Scorched later on. Let's find out. Yeah. Find we out. Got some reading to do. Yes, we do. See you next week. <laughs>